listening to the World Watch Weekly Podcast by Open Doors Canada. The goal of this podcast is to help you pray for your persecuted family. Since 1955, when Brother Andrew went behind the Iron Curtain for the first time, Open Doors has been strengthening Christians where faith costs the most. For more information about Open Doors Canada or the World Watch List, you can visit our website at opendoorscanada.org. Enjoy today's episode. Hi, welcome back to the World Watch Weekly Podcast Summer Edition. This is Jared here. This is the podcast where we encourage you and inform you about your persecuted family around the world. And we hope it helps you pray for your brothers and sisters who are persecuted. Last time we started a little mini-series looking at the topic of persecution from a biblical perspective and how that informs our work at Open Doors Canada and how we understand the church and Christianity from a global perspective. Now, if you're a regular listener to the podcast or a supporter of Open Doors Canada, you'll be familiar with our work. But in case you're not, I wanted to uh, share just a little bit about us at the start of this podcast. Open Doors is an international organization that works to strengthen the persecuted church worldwide. And as you heard in the introduction to the podcast, our founder was a fellow by the name of Brother Andrew, a missionary who smuggled Bibles into communist Europe starting in the 1950s. He was struck by the fact that churches in uh, Russia, Romania, East Germany, etc. were not allowed to own Bibles, let alone print and distribute their own. So he decided to devote his life to helping these Christians thrive in their context of oppression, persecution, and silencing. His motivating verse was Revelation 3.2, which is part of a message to a church. It says, Be alert, strengthen what remains and is about to die. Brother Andrew was determined to strengthen churches that were being crushed on the point of death, so to speak. To make a long story short, after the collapse of communism in Europe, Open Doors ministry expanded into other parts of the world, all with the same goal, to strengthen Christians who uh, were following Jesus in places where faith costs the most. Today, more than 65 years after Brother Andrew made his first trip into communist Europe, Open Doors works in over 70 countries around the world where Christians experience persecution. Our work seeks to strengthen these churches by providing Bibles still in different languages, and we also provide socioeconomic support, counseling, pastoral training, discipleship, uh, lots more. Essentially, we work with the church to say, what do you need to not only survive, but thrive in the context you find yourself? So on the last podcast, we talked about understanding persecution in 2023 and why it's important that the church in Canada, where being a Christian is free and easy, needs to listen to and learn from our persecuted family around the world. Moving forward from that, today I'd like to explore just a little bit about why we do what we do and why we believe the persecuted church matters. There's a lot to unpack and we can only scratch the surface here. So for this podcast, I'm going to be using text from the book of Philippians chapter 1 verses 12 to 18. These are the words of Paul the Apostle. Philippians 1 verse 12 to 18. I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that what has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel so that it has become known throughout the whole imperial guard and to all the rest that my imprisonment is for Christ. And most of the brothers, having become confident in the Lord by my imprisonment, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. Some indeed preach Christ from envy and rivalry, but others from goodwill. The latter do it out of love, knowing that I am put here for the defense of the gospel. The former proclaim Christ out of rivalry, not sincerely, but thinking to afflict me in my imprisonment. What then? Only that in every way, whether in pretense or in truth, 
Christ is proclaimed, and in that I rejoice. Well, as you might have picked up, Paul was writing this from prison. From the book of Acts, we know at least three different instances that Paul was in prison, and it seems like this one was written while he was in a Roman prison cell. It's preventing him from ministry, it's preventing him from seeing his, uh, his friends and his family in the faith, such as those in, in Philippi, and no doubt it's lonely and it's depressing. And yet, Paul says in, in verse 18 that Christ is proclaimed, and in that I rejoice. And see, at Open Doors, our goal is to be strengthening the church in the hardest places on earth to be a Christian. There's two key base assumptions at play here. One, these are the countries, the ones that we work in, that need the love of Jesus. And two, the Christians who are there are the ones who know what the church needs in order to thrive. Now, I'll be touching on that subject a little more in the next podcast, so there's a teaser for you. But the point is that we want the church to grow stronger despite the existence of persecution. And I think Paul's words apply here. Quote, what has happened to me has actually helped to spread the gospel. This is why we support the persecuted church, because God can use persecution to spread his kingdom. And we want to be there helping our brothers and sisters in the midst of it. Paul's joy in prison reminds me of a story of a Christian from Vietnam. His name is Reverend Ho Hu Ha. And like Paul, he spent time in prison for preaching Christ. He was a pastor in Vietnam following the communist takeover in 1975. He, at the time, received permission to use the International Church of Saigon uh, to use that building for church services. There was about 30 of them, 30 believers who joined him. But the church was growing quickly. The amount of attention the church began to receive in the region uh, caught the attention of the government and began to worry them. So they ended up entering a church meeting. They confiscated the Bibles, they confiscated the hymn books, they closed the church, locked the gate, and Pastor Ha was actually taken to prison. Altogether, he spent more than six years imprisoned because he was holding church services. He shared a report on God's work in his life during those imprisonment years. This is a quote from him. During my six years and 23 days of living in iron cages, the Lord called 96 people to believe in him. They were members of the former government, officials from the new communist government, refugees, Chinese, Cambodian, even a few of our captors. God put me in prison to share Jesus Christ with the outcasts and the hopeless to express his love. His glory became known in that prison. The guards tried many ways to keep us from communicating with one another, but the witness went on. Over the years, the prisoners had dug holes in the thick walls from one cell to another. Their purpose was to pass cigarettes, but I used them to speak about the Lord. When I was in isolation, I found that the people below could hear me through the toilet hole. They memorized verses of the Bible, learned songs, and came to Christ all through that hole. Crazy. This kind of testimony is so amazing and yet so strange to my ears. Despite all the oppression and all the persecution, the gospel is still being spread in miraculous ways like prisoners communicating through cigarette holes through holes that were used to pass cigarettes. What a bizarre situation, and yet that kind of thing is how God is building his kingdom, in that case, in Vietnam. I want to address something that I think it's important to mention. I recognize that it's super easy for me to sit here and say how wonderful it is that the gospel spreads in prison. I've never been to prison for the gospel. I live in a country where I'm free to attend church, free to make podcasts talking about Jesus. I have no fear of being in prison for that. 
And so I want to stress that while it's easy for me to talk about, I don't want to diminish the suffering that people like Reverend Ha experience. That goes for, you know, pretty well every kind of suffering. When someone's hurt and grieving, responding to them with a comment like, well, it's for God's glory, usually doesn't make the person feel better in the moment. When I read Philippians and Paul's words in prison, or the story of Reverend Ha, it's inspiring because it's the victim himself saying those words. And I want to be very aware of the subtle difference between reading those words and talking about how meaningful they are and using that as a basis for rejoicing in persecution. I, I hope I'm making sense here. Paul is rejoicing because the gospel is preached despite his chains. And as we sit here fully free talking about it, there has to be a, a tension between praying that God's kingdom would grow and his name would be glorified and at the same time, grieving with our brothers and sisters at the trauma they endure, the years lost to imprisonment, the physical and social and economic cost. We can grieve with those who are hurt and also rejoice that at the same time, God's kingdom is growing. And part of the reason we can do that is because of people like Reverend Ha, who recognize themselves the glorification of God that comes out of suffering. And because he recognizes that, and gives us permission to rejoice in that, we can perhaps have a more holistic understanding of how suffering builds the kingdom of God. That's hard for us to do in Canada, and we have to be very careful of how we do it, but I think that is where we would start at this point. You see, part of Open Door's work is what we call presence ministry. This is simply, as the name implies, being present. We visit our brothers and sisters who have endured persecution, and we simply sit with them in their grief. We want them to know that they are not alone, even though we recognize it can feel that way sometimes. You know, people sometimes say to us regarding the World Watch list, it's such a sad list, and it is. It ranks the top 50 countries where it's hardest to follow Jesus. There's so much hurt and so much grief in places like Vietnam, or the number one country, North Korea, places like Somalia, Afghanistan, places where it's hard to follow Jesus. There's a lot of pain for Christians there. And at the same time, we sometimes say it's also, it's an exciting list. It shows where God is the most at work in the world. Did you know the fastest growing church on earth is in Iran? Iran is the number eight country on the 2023 World Watch List. Persecution is real. It's real in Iran. It's devastating. And yet, we can be encouraged by our brothers and sisters who persevere for the sake of the good news of Jesus being proclaimed despite it all. That's what happened for Paul. That's what happened for Reverend Ha. That's what's happening for millions of our brothers and sisters around the world. So my hope for you is that you'll join Open Doors in standing with and encouraging our persecuted family. I'd like to give you a few ways that you can do that. The number one, and we call you to do this all the time on the podcast, is prayer. When Open Doors discusses with our persecuted family the ways that we can help, the number one thing we hear is, please be praying for us. And so we want to provide you with resources that can help you do that. If you visit opendoorscanada.org, you'll find a lot of resources to help you in prayer. The number one would be the prayer calendar. Every day of the month, you'll find a new prayer request about a person or a situation or a given country, but a new prayer request every single day to help you pray for the persecuted church. And there's a new calendar released every month. We have what's called the pause toolkit, and your church can use that to pause once a month during a church service to pray for a particular prayer request from the persecuted church. And when you sign up for PAUSE, 
you'll get uh, a video explaining the prayer request, you'll get social media content and PowerPoint slides that your church can use to inform your congregation about what's happening in the persecuted church in this particular month. There's lots of other ways like daily prayer requests on our website and other things that can help you be guided in your prayer life. Not to mention you can follow along with Open Doors on social media as well as get our emails and we talk about that all the time but it's a really good way to get informed and, uh, and be hearing the latest news about what's happening in the persecuted church because one thing that you can do in Canada is simply be informed, be aware of and understanding what's happening around the world because that's the first step to making a difference. And of course, you're already listening to the podcast and consuming content, which really does help Open Doors reach a bigger audience in Canada. And we really do appreciate that. But I want to stress that the number one way that you can be supporting your persecuted family is through prayer. So I hope you'll join us in praying for our brothers and sisters. I'm going to close the podcast in prayer right now. Pray along with me and thank you for standing with Open Doors and with your persecuted family worldwide. So let's pray. God in heaven, you have built your kingdom on earth, and we are just a little part of it. And we pray, as you told us, that uh, would your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. We weep with those who weep, we grieve with those who grieve, and we also rejoice with those who are rejoicing around the world for the sake of your gospel. We thank you for the testimony of people like Reverend Ha, who, despite spending years in prison, was just grateful to know that your gospel was being preached despite it all. Thank you for the testimony of millions of our brothers and sisters who are enduring pressure, whether it's from their family or the government or other sources. Some of them are enduring violence. Some of them are in prison. Thank you for all of them who are standing strong despite that. Lord, these are people who are so much stronger than I can even understand, so much more faithful. Lord, we know that uh, you have promised the words, well done, good and faithful servant, to those who are standing strong despite the oppression and despite the persecution. And so until that day, Lord, we pray that you would bless them in a special way today. Encourage them, give them strength, help them to persevere and fight the good fight. Lord, for us in Canada, give us uh, a sense of understanding. Help us to be aware of what is going on around the world. Thank you for the freedom that we do have. May we not take it for granted. And may we also use that as a, a platform to stand up for our brothers and sisters so they know they are not alone. Thank you for everyone who's been listening to this podcast. Would you bless each and every one of them in a special and unique way, I pray. Thank you for Open Doors and the work that Open Doors does around the world. Please be with all of those who are working to strengthen Christians where faith costs the most. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks, as always, for listening to the podcast. We'll be back in the next episode with another look at persecution from a biblical perspective. We've got two more episodes like that coming out until the fall season starts up again. So we'll see you next week. God bless. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast. And for more information and more prayer points for persecuted Christians around the world, you can follow us on social media at Open Doors Canada or visit our website, opendoorscanada.org forward slash pray. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.